The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, DJs, it is Monday, September 25th, NFL Week 3 Touchdown, Monday Night Football Bets, and some baseball bets. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther Panther. You know, there's a running gag on this show for years where you mention the Mets and I start cursing and yelling and getting mad. Could you be in a position to do the same if I asked you, how many defensive players should you have on the field at a time? Well, okay. So I, and I was going to address this whole thing because for those who may be concerned about my well-being, I'm fine. As a diehard Notre Damer, we're used to this shit. We just don't win the big wins. As Max has alluded to being a Mets fan, it, it's not even heartbreaking anymore. Like we're just, I'm watching the game and I'm sitting at these other guys like, this is we're going to lose. This is just what we do. We're going to lose this game. And then to find out they got 10 players on the field. We don't, we can't, we don't have any timeouts. So we can't call a timeout and reset. We apparently what coach Freeman didn't want to take the penalty and try and trot somebody out there because that would have got them 18 inches closer, which they didn't need since they barely squeaked over the goal line anyway. But I don't really even, I'm not even mad about that play or the 10 men. I'm mad about the four minutes leading up to that, the eight minutes leading up to that. The offense just went in complete prevent mode. The defense is rushing three guys. I'm encouraged in the direction that Notre Dame is going, but second year, Marcus Freeman, there's still a learning curve. And sometimes it's not about learning how to win. This team knows how to win. Now they've got to learn how to finish games. They are banging on the door. They're getting the recruits. They're getting the notoriety. They are right fucking there. They had that game. I mean, kudos to Ohio State. This is what championship teams do. I, I lost a lot of respect for their coach for his after-game tirade, um, and I've always hated their fans. They're like Philadelphia Eagles fans. But that team played hard, weathered a really tough environment and a tough note. It was a great game. Yes, I'm disappointed, but I, I'm excited because I think Notre Dame is finally going the right direction, and we might actually 
get over that crevice that's just during the whole Brian Kelly 12 years, we were never going to get over it. So it was disappointing, but we'll be okay. I, I, I was disappointed for you. I was upset for you. Um, like, really, Notre Dame should have won that game. And, you know, I, I think that's the thing about college football, too, is is sometimes it's not about winning and losing. Sometimes it's, like, how you win or lose. And so, to me, it's, like, that's that's a game that that doesn't destroy their playoff hopes. You know, that that's not like a, oh, my God, that they got beaten by, like, three touchdowns. You know, this is an embarrassment. This was a – that was a hard-fought game. And I think, you know, the committee at the end of the year, when 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 they're looking at this, they're saying is like, I'd like to see this uh, run this back, run this back in the playoffs. I'd love to see this matchup in the playoffs, you know, and I think that that's I mean, Notre Dame's got a lot of work to do. You know, a, a loss like this uh, does, you know, knock you down a peg. But man, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see this game again for sure. I, I, I hope they I hope they, you know, can face off in the playoffs and, you know, may, maybe uh Maybe your coach, yeah, has has all defensive players on the field for two consecutive plays. Two consecutive <laughs> plays, <laughs> unbelievable. Anyway, uh, yeah, listen, you got nothing to be too upset about. Uh, Notre Dame played a great game, and yeah, they are heading in the right direction. But we got lots of NFL to get to, Panther. We got lots of NFL to get to. You ready for the Week Three touchdown? Oh, hold on! Before you get started, just one minute. I think the Miami Dolphins just scored another touchdown. Oh, oh, um, we'll get to that. All right. Point number <laughs> one. Car wreck. Saints lost their quarterback, then lost the game. Uh, it looked like New Orleans is on their way to an easy win in Lambeau, but then Derek Carr injured his shoulder. Jordan Love mounted a comeback. He had eight, led the team to 18 points in the fourth quarter. And you want to know what the final score was? 18 to 17. <laughs> um. Big story though is Derek Carr, right? He's he's not expected to miss the season, but he's got a strained AC joint in his shoulder. Jameis Winston, he came in was decent enough. I forgot that Jameis Winston was even on that team as the backup. But uh, listen, Carr was supposed to be the guy to bring consistency to the quarterback spot. If he misses a good chunk of time, does this jeopardize the Saints' playoff chances? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, do do I downgrade their chances? Maybe a little bit, but I don't think it jeopardizes them. I think Winston has been uh, kind of shit on for the last few years as not being the guy, but he's got an opportunity here. He's done well in the past, uh, and they got plenty of weapons. Alva Kamara is going to be coming back. Um, so I think the Saints are still alive. Now, do I think they're as good as they were with Derek Carr? No, not really. And that division is better than we thought it was going to be. But that said, I still think it's anybody's division except for Carolina's. Uh, so New Orleans is still alive here. I think Winston will play well enough to keep them afloat. All right. Point number two. Look what you made Kelsey do. Hope you got that reference. Uh, rumor has it or had it that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were dating. Well, it seems that no longer just a rumor. The singer was in the luxury suite at Arrowhead yesterday, cheering on her man alongside Travis Kelsey's mom. She's probably the bigger star of the two, right? I mean, she 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 became so famous during the Super Bowl run. Uh, Travis put on a show too, right? Seven catches, sixty nine 
nice yards and one touchdown. In fact, after the game, uh, the reporter asked Patrick Mahomes, "Did you feel pressure to get Travis a TD there?" He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, Chiefs just beat up on a hapless Bears team, forty-one ten. wasn't even close. Justin Fields threw for ninety-nine yards, one touchdown, one interception. And let's remember, Panther. Let's get back to the two th- two thousand seventeen NFL Draft. Let's do that. Let's let's talk about the two two thousand seventeen. NFL draft. It's hard to remember that, but the Chicago Bears had the number two pick in the draft. They took Mitch Trubisky. Chiefs, of course, traded up from number 27 to number 10. They took Patrick Mahomes. Trubisky was not the franchise quarterback for Chicago then, and now we have to wonder, is Justin Fields the franchise quarterback for the Bears now? I think it's a fair question. Um, there's been a lot of you know questions about his ability to read defenses, um, make quick decisions, get the ball out of his hands. You know, I, I don't think he can get through his progressions. And I really just don't think he's elevating, you know, to NFL caliber status of, of doing the things that an NFL quarterback needs to do. I think he gets through first, maybe second progression. And if he's not already sacked, then he tucks the ball and runs. But I do think it is fair to question whether or not Justin Fields is their guy of the future. This is year number three. Uh, so going into next year, you may see the Bears draft a quarterback and which will be a very good quarterback draft. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, Justin Fields doesn't just struggle to get the 200 yards. Sometimes he struggles to get to 100 yards. And that's my big takeaway from this dude is – I know they've got a bad offensive line, so I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. But they put weapons around him, and he's not utilizing those weapons, and he criticizes the coach's playmaking. He just doesn't seem like he has the attitude uh, to to be a quarterback in this league. Uh, He doesn't have the mental uh, fortitude. He doesn't have the want. Like, Jalen Hurts had a rough first year, right? Maybe even first year and a half for Jalen Hurts. Uh, Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right. I mean, again, they've got a great offensive line. They put the weapons around him, but he utilizes everything. So I'm trying to give Jordan Love the benefit of the doubt with the offensive line was that he has. But I mean, he's just he's just not putting up yards. I mean, even as shitty as some of these. I'm going to get to a quarterback performance later, Panther. I'm going to get to a quarterback performance that is just like if this guy could do it, then there's no reason that Justin Fields should. I, I'm honestly. Uh, I, I didn't even want to bring this up, but it looks like Houston, the Houston uh, Texans have their quarterback, right? Doesn't C.J. Stroud just look amazing through three games? Just look absolutely amazing. I haven't seen a glimpse of that from Justin Fields, anything at all. So I do worry that, that, that that's it. Bears, sorry. You missed out on Patrick Mahomes. Got to be in quarterback number three soon. Anyway, a quarterback that might just be the MVP. A quarterback that just might lead his team to a Super Bowl. A quarterback that, if he can stay healthy, if his brains are good, could just be the next Patrick Mahomes. Because that's point number 370, heaven, you alluded to it. The Dolphins became the third NFL team to ever score 70 points in a game. And I'm, I listen, man. Tua must have thought he got he got back in his way back machine. He went back to Alabama, right? Three hundred nine yards, four touchdowns. He was subbed out for Mike White late in the game. You know what Mike White did? He threw a fucking touchdown. 
Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Tyree Kill had 157 yards, one touchdown. Raheem Mostert though, man, fantasy beast. Three touchdowns in the air, one touchdown on the ground. Denver, on the other hand, they scored 10 points on offense. And now, listen, Russell Wilson actually had a decent game. He threw for 306 yards. He had a touchdown. He only had the one interception. But now, at 0-3, with an absolutely embarrassing loss like this, can you definitively plant the flag right now and say the Denver Broncos season is over? Yes. It was over when it started. I don't. I still did never could understand the Super Bowl odds, the winning the West odds. It never made sense to me. I don't think. Listen, I think Sean Payton is a few fries short of a Happy Meal. I think Russell Wilson's best years were left in Seattle. And even if he does put up decent numbers in an ass whooping, that's an ass whooping. He's not getting much help from the running game. He's got basically one receiver in Cortland Sutton and not much else to help. So I don't think this Broncos team is going anywhere. I would be stunned if they could somehow get their way to 500. But the other side is, you know, Miami, we saw this last year before my, before Tua got shell-shocked in two different games. Miami, I mean, we were talking about Miami week in and week out. They went on that winning streak. They were really good. I believe they were even ahead of Cincinnati uh, before Tua went down. Um, but this is this is a team that we had questions about because of the quarterback situation. But man, if this if this offensive line protects him like they did back in the '80s of Dan Marino, obviously not the same offensive line, but this is the ticket. This is the ticket in today's NFL offensive line. Protect your quarterback, and you can do wonders because the defense rules are against the defense anyway. If they can't touch the quarterback, this Miami team, I can't wait to do the DJ rank on Wednesday. Oh, no, I absolutely totally agree. You won't forget them this week. That's for fucking sure. I won't you forget mean? them this week. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right, point number four. We've got a question for you. Which was the biggest upset? Texans beating the Jaguars 37-17. Not the upset part, because you actually called that. You actually said the Texans had a chance to beat the Jaguars, but Texans beating the Jaguars 37-17, upset number one. Upset number two, the Colts beating the Ravens in overtime 22-19. Or, for a guy that bet this game, I bet the Cowboys minus 12. I didn't think they got the memo, because they lost by 12. The Cardinals beat the Cowboys 28-16, which was the biggest upset got to be the Cardinals. Um, and, I, and I think we're starting to see that it's faded away how bad this Cardinals team was supposed to be. Apparently, they didn't get the memo. They fought the first two weekends to very competitive losses. They shut that Cowboys offense down. That had to be the shocker. Um, the Colts winning is a shocker to me only because I am so high on the Ravens. I At this point, I'm just going to really hope that Harbaugh gets fired. I didn't look at the stats. I didn't watch the game. I'm just going to blame Harbaugh. There's just too much fucking talent for Baltimore to lose to the Colts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the m- moment that I saw that the stash was playing, I was like, I kind of like the Colts, man. I kind of like the Colts this week to be competitive because <laughs> they, they, they've been showing some flashes this season uh, that's like, man, this team's not rolling over and dying. Uh, Cardinals, I said it in the Discord. I said it over in the asylum. I was like, this is a team that should probably be 3-0. and 
really. I mean, they went into the season saying, ah, we're going to be tank mode here. We, we, we can't win. We can't be competitive. Fuck, man. They're one of the most competitive teams in the league. Honestly, they've showed more. Yeah, they're in, great. In, like, you know, in, I'd say, you know, probably two, four, eight of the, you know, 12 quarters that they've played, they've been one of the more competitive teams in all of football. Now, the one that did surprise me the most, honestly, uh, the Texans beating the Jaguars by that many points. Like, like really, that was an absolute. I, I, listen, my my hat goes off to CJ Stroud. I, I you know Rookie I said it before. Oh my god, like unbelievable! That was the biggest surprise for me. All right, point number five: fifteen straight and counting. It wasn't pretty, and I still worry about their quarterback as well. But the Patriots beat the Jets for the fifteenth straight time. They scored fifteen points in the process. Um, You'd probably argue that you know who the player of the game was Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> How fucking funny! Uh, those offenses both look kind of dreadful. It's hard to see either of these teams competing for a playoff spot this year. So my question for you is: uh, Does this loss guarantee that the Jets finish last place in the AFC East? Um. Yes, I think the Aaron. I think the Aaron Rodgers injury them in last place i don't think much of the new england team but i do think much of bill belichick and no matter if you can't name their wide receivers or know who the running back is from week in a week out or if mac jones is still going to be their quarterback bill belichick always puts together a scheme that puts them in games win or lose the patriots are in games and that's what happened here i think the jets are probably the better team even with zach wilson a quarterback but Mac Jones and the Patriots just—it's—I it's, think the Jets just got out coached. The Jets are going to finish in last, but the Patriots aren't going to be that far ahead of them. Neither one of them are playoff teams. I don't like either one of them. Um, but yeah, I do think the Jets are in last place. Well, at least they both have a win because point number six. Let's talk about the winless club. We might have another member of that today. Maybe we already mentioned Denver at zero and three. But joining them are the Vikings, who lost to the Chargers, the aforementioned Bears, and the Panthers, who lost despite... I'll get to that. Never mind. I'm not going to say despite. And the Panthers lost. So, in the Super Bowl era, only six teams have made the playoffs despite starting 0-3. Here's your pick, Branther. Broncos, Vikings, Bears, Panthers, any of those teams still have a shot. I still say the Vikings have a shot. Um, they, they can still get right in a, in a division that, I mean, Green Bay is better than I thought, admittedly. Detroit, we already thought was going to win the division. But if Minnesota can just string together three wins to go with their three losses, I mean, you can balance things out real quick and you're right back into things. But you can't, I mean, this team just can't take another loss or the season's going to get away from them real quick. The other three teams, no. Denver's done. Chicago's done. Carolina never had a chance. Uh, Minnesota's the only team that has a shot. Yeah, the difference is, man, um, the Vikings won the close games last year, the the you know the, the one-score games. They've lost 20-17 to 17 in Week 1. They lost 34-28 to 28 in Week 2, and they've lost 28-24 to 24 in Week 3. I think that luck, that pendulum has shifted the other way. This Vikings team's going to be in for a dreadful season. 
Which brings us now to our last and final point here, the extra point, the best quarterback performance of the week. Let's talk who had the best quarterback performance of the week. Tua, all right, 23 of 26. 20, 23 of 26, Panther. 309 yards, four touchdowns, a rating of 155.8. I mentioned Vikings lost to the Chargers. Well, because Justin Herbert was 40 for 47, 405 yards, three touchdowns, a rating of 123.8. Of course, Patrick Mahomes put on a show, 24 for 33, 272 yards, three touchdowns, a rating of 127.3. And here you go, man. Andy fucking Dalton. 34 for 58, 361 yards, two touchdowns, a rating of 88.4. All right, man. Listen, I'd say Andy Andy Dalton had the best fucking performance of the week right there. I'm going to say it. Andy fucking Dalton. We all saw that coming. Uh, but seriously, some great quarterback performances. Who, is, is it Tua? Do you put the Tua performance out there as the number one? Um, No. No. I, you know what? I, I, I make it Justin Herbert. For, for to throw 47 times and complete 40 passes, I think you might agree with me that he went against the best defense of the four quarterbacks that you mentioned and put up those kind of numbers. I'm not putting Patrick Mahomes in there. The Bears are trash. I can't put Tua in there because the Broncos are trash. Um, so maybe Andy Dalton. But no, I, I'm, I'm going with Justin Herbert for this week. Yeah, I, I agree. Right. I mean, uh, the, the Andy Dalton thing was a little tongue in cheek, but still it was a surprising performance when, you know, when, when a quarterback in Chicago only puts up 99 fucking yards, you got to say, it's like, ah, you know, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the Panther, <laughs> maybe the bears need to fucking trade for Andy fucking Dalton, the red, red goddamn rifle. Um, you know, Pan Panthers, listen, I mean, you know, they put up 27 points against the Seahawks, which it seems like their defense has some issues if you're letting Andy Dalton do that to you. But yeah, I, right. I think the Vikings defense is probably the best of, out of that bunch. And, and to see uh, they, the Chargers needed that. I mean, they they couldn't start 0-3. It just They couldn't. Um, they needed that win. And they also just needed uh, Herbert to fucking show that he's the man. Right. I mean, he hadn't really up to this point, like had that dominant performance this season, you know, through the three games. So uh, I agree. All right. That was the week three touchdown. We're going to take a break. We got two more NFL games to bet on and possibly four baseball. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now. Take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS. That's D-E-G-E-N-S. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything 
anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back, possibly never left. We are starting today in Tampa Bay, not for baseball reasons, but in football reasons, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Uh, depending on what you what you want here, I can get you the Buccaneers plus five or the Eagles minus four and a half. This is a big game for Tampa Bay. I mean, it's not, every game is a big game for the Philadelphia Eagles, but this is a big measuring stick game for Tampa Bay. They come out, guns a-blazing. Baker Mayfield has looked really well. The running game is a little suspect, but the passing game has been very good, and their defense has been better than expected. This is a big test against a Philadelphia team that's as offensively gifted as anybody in the league. They don't really have a bell cow at running back. They rotate four guys in and out. They're loaded at wide receiver. And Jalen Hurts, if he's got time to throw, will pick you apart through the air or on the ground. You kind of don't want to force the guy to run. I still think the Eagles are the better team, and I think they can cover a touchdown game. I've got them winning by a touchdown or more. I'll take the minus four and a half and put my 25 bucks on the mean green machine. I don't think we've seen the best of the Eagles though so far. They've started off a little bit slower than I expected. I do think that they probably get some momentum being on the the big stage on on, on Monday Night Football here. You know, they have an opportunity now to really, really uh, do something. I guess they played Thursday Night Football, right? So they got extra rest as well like, coming into this one because they played the Vikes on on uh, Thursday Night Football, mm, right? Correct. Was that yep, was yep. that game? So, uh, so really, I think I think the Buccaneers. Um, they're playing a little bit above their heads. We'll see if Baker Mayfield can sustain it. That said, I like them with the points at home, getting the, the the five. I do think the Eagles win this one. I think the Bucks have just enough in them right now and catching the Eagles at the right moment where they haven't 100% clicked that there could be a closer game than we expect, maybe like a field goal type game to me. So I'm going to do it. $25 bet on the Buccaneers. Which brings us to game number two tonight which is an interesting one. This one opened, Sex Panther, at the Bengals, minus seven and a half against the Rams. Now, depending on what you want, I can get you Rams plus two or the Bengals minus one and a half. Let it be known that the Bengals just signed another backup quarterback. I don't know if that is telling you something, but that line has dropped significantly do the Bengals start 0-3? Here we are looking at the Cincinnati Bengals at home going against your L.A. Rams. Uh, this is, the, I mean, Cincinnati got an, I'll call it a gift, with Baltimore losing yesterday. So they, the opportunity to kind of stay in this division race is right there for them. They're breaking out the white jerseys, the white helmets. Uh, I don't believe Joe Burrow has lost when they wore white. 
They've got all the talent in the world. This is an absolute must win for the Bengals. Trouble is, the Rams have been playing some pretty good football. Even the game that they lost against San Francisco, they went toe-to-toe with them, um, even if, you know, McVay had to try and, you know, help with a late field goal to try and (laughs) help Vegas. I'm not sure what was going on there, but um, they, they still were in that game. And they're, they're going to be in this game. But the line's only two points. And I just cannot fathom the Bengals being 0-3. I have to put my money on Cincinnati to get finally get off the losing skid and get their season started. The winning streak starts tonight. 25 bucks on the Bengals. Uh, listen, J- Joe Burrow is... His injury is, is a big question mark for this team. But I still think the biggest issue, the biggest challenge for this Bengals team is their 21-ranked offensive line. This is a team that years ago, let's get back in that way-back machine when the Rams won the Super Bowl, right? Two years ago, they played this Bengals team. Uh, Joe Burrow survived a gauntlet of sacks leading into that game. And Aaron Donald did not relent, and that defense did not relent. And their their offensive line, as much as they've invested it since then, they're ranked twenty first. Like, that's not good for an injured quarterback to see Aaron. I, let's get let's remember what fucking uh, Geno Smith did when Aaron Donald came barreling down for uh, you know from him in 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 week one. This is oh shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know. Um, this is a dangerous situation for Burrow, and it's a dangerous situation for the Bengals. Uh, now, they can absorb that 0-3 start because, as you mentioned, uh, the, the, uh, the Ravens lost. Um, it's, it's hard to bet against the home team on Monday Night Football, and, and it's, it's, but it's not a homer pick here. I legitimately think that the Rams have a chance here. Now, Puka Nakua is injured. He was questionable. He missed some practices. It does seem like McVay said that he will start and play, and he has been a tremendous asset to that offense. He has filled in that Cooper um, uh, spot, like uh, Cooper Cup spot, really fucking well. And so they've been able to absorb the loss of their you know dynamic wide receiver by uh, Puka Nakua stepping up. Um He's a bit banged up, so we'll see. I I think I think the Rams are a outright play to win here. I do think that they can win this game, but I'm going to take the two points and bet my LA Rams uh, with with uh, with the two points. So there you go, some disagreement. Both games, me and Panther are on opposite games, which means fuck, we're going to have to try to figure something out for the uh the DJ parlay today so let's get over to baseball panther we we only got a handful of games we we gotta hope that we agree on three of them uh well since i'm only betting two that's gonna be really hard to do let's start with arizona at the bronx taking on the bombers uh merrill kelly taking the mound going against clark schmidt as we've mentioned for the last couple weeks the yankees have nothing to play for i don't particularly care for Clark Schmidt as a starting pitcher. Um, yeah, he's a rookie. I'll give him a little leash here. But I think the best of Clark Schmidt is yet to come. Going against the Diamondbacks team that's still in the fight. They're still hunting. They're still fighting. Kelly, second best pitcher on this team behind Zach Gallen. At minus 125. Little hints of trappish here. I think it could maybe be a little worse, but it's not. 
I got to bet the Diamondbacks will still stay in the chase. Give me 10 bucks on the boys from Arizona. Not just in the hunt. I mean, I, I they, they've they won six out of the last 10 games, and they are really, really close to, to getting that playoffs. But 85.1% chance right now. Yankees, of course, officially eliminated uh, from the playoffs the other day. So uh, they're really not playing for much other than, you know, pride at this point. Yankee pride. I don't know. Uh, I can get us minus 118 at FanDuel. Now, yeah, it does seem a little trappish there. But please note that it is getting worse at pretty much every single book. You know, so this 118 is probably not going to last very long. You're probably going to get this in the in the 125 zone, as Panther mentioned. Um I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to bet the Arizona Diamondbacks here. We do have a game in the DJ parlay. Totally agree that the D-backs playing for something. Yankees not. And uh, Merrill Kelly, man. That's yeah, it. The hat. It's pitching pretty fucking good. So uh, $10 bet on the D-backs. All right. Last game up for me. The Houston Astros are on the road taking on the Seattle Minesweepers. Great, great pitching matchup. Justin Verlander going against my preseason Cy Young Award winner who won't win it. Uh, Luis Castillo. I just cannot wrap my head around. See, I get Seattle's a home because Steele's on the mound. But Houston with a plus line and Verlander's on the mound, just out of principle, I have to take it. These two teams are separated by half a game. They're, this is basically a playoff series. Um, we got, what, what do we have, one week left? Maybe a little bit more? Um, so th- this is a all-hands-on-deck kind of game. I think you see some elite pitching. I might un- eyeball the under as well. Not sure what that line is. But with a plus line on the Astros, I have to take it. Give me 10 bucks on Houston. It's, it's hard for me to process this line. Plus 115 on the Astros. Uh, I mean, it's opened up minus 102 for the Astros and plus 115. Um, man, it's, it's hard for me to fathom. Now, I... I was leaning Seattle in this one. I I don't I don't hate the Houston Astros play. So if we if we if, there's not much more to bet on. So I'm on the other two games apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, man. There's um, damn. The, 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 I'm not on the other two games actually. No, well, I could be. I could be on Texas minus one eighty. Like maybe we'll just throw them in there just from general principle, uh, but yeah, talking about talking about this playoff fight, like I buried I buried the fucking Rangers, and I got uh, I got called out for it in the asylum, and please call me out on it again, mea culpa, Me- mea culpa. The, the the Rangers have won five games in a row. It looks like they're going to win the West. Uh, both Houston and Seattle riding three game winning streaks. This is a must win series. I do think that Houston is the better team and should win the series. So ergo, they probably should win this game. I just, something was off to me. Um, I'll lean Seattle on this one. I, we, we can probably throw Houston in if you want to with that plus line, but something seems off there for me. Yeah, it does. It did seem a little off. And the fact that it's getting worse um, for Seattle Makes me even a little bit more skittish. We did talk about the Rangers. I couldn't be on that. I like the Rangers. It was just chalky as hell, but they could be tossed into the parlay. And you had an interest in the Padres, who are throwing um, the masterful 2.33 Blake Snell. Any interest in throwing the fathers in the parlay? 
I do, but same thing, right? I, I, lo- I, lo- I love the Padres here. I'm going to bet the Padres. Padres playing some really good baseball. One of the hottest teams in baseball. Just a little too late in the process, guys. You probably should have been playing this well all fucking season long. And maybe you'd be in the playoff hunt instead of your, what, less than 1% chance of making it. You've won nine out of your last 10 games. You got a plus 91 fucking run differential and you're not making the goddamn fucking playoffs. Pour one out for the Padres, but I think they get it done today, man. I like the Padres, but you even said it. I mean, minus 110, suspicious as fuck. Now, uh, minus 120 or worse at a lot of other books, so maybe we're just catching a favorable line, but still, Blake Snell on the mound against this Giants team that's not very good. 140? Minus 140 at least? Uh, So, Vegas gift here, $10 bet on the Padres. Yeah, the the line definitely threw me off, and the fact that they're even throwing Blake Snell out there throws me off. I don't understand. I, the Padres are not making the playoffs. I don't care if they win the remaining games of the season. They're not getting in the playoffs. So why is Blake Snell out there? If I'm Blake Snell, I'm like, you know, two birds up. Get me out of here. I'm done. I'm not going to show Hey Otani my way into next season. So I did. I think there's a short leash on Snell. I hope there's a short leash on Snell. And probably even the same for Logan Webb. Neither one of these pitchers need to be out there. They need to be thinking about 2024. Um, but that said, assuming Snell goes more than five or six innings, I like the Padres, just not enough to, to bet on. All right, well, guess what? You are betting on them. In fact, we're going to bet all four. Diamondbacks, Rangers, Astros, Padres, four-teamer, plus 1,085. That is your DGEN parlay on this Monday. Enjoy the Monday Night Football. If you're in this area where I'm at in the East Coast, try to stay dry because it's been rainy as fuck the last few days. But Panther, with all that said, take us home. All right, boys, we're going home. You know the deal. We hang out on Facebook a little. Twitter, even maybe a little less. But mostly, a lot. It's right here in the Asylum on our Discord channel. Come in here and shoot the shit with us. Call us up by name. We will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend. What you're doing tonight, and when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. <laughs>